Hi to all our listeners. This is Coach Chelsea, the host of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study, a place where athletes, coaches, and athletic professionals come together to talk about faith, sports, and servant leadership. We hope that this podcast blesses you. If there's anything we could do for you, please find us at the Chelsea F on Twitter, at Chief Friend John, C H E F R A N J O H N on Instagram and streaming live at Chelsea F. Muir on Facebook. We pray that you continue to be blessed and continue to serve as God would ask us to. All right, everybody. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining us again for Another edition of the Servant Leader, because I feel like I'm talking to family yet again. Um, our Servant Leader we have on today, uh, we met in a fluid way from two of our former Servant Leaders, uh, both of the Burton brothers. And now I have Anitra Burton on with us today. And I say this in a great way. She is the behind the scenes push. And they will say this for All Access Coaches Corner. But more importantly, over these past months, COVID has allowed us to meet and mingle. And I honestly feel like, like this is a person that I can reach out and call if I needed something, if I needed to vent and talk. And that truly is servant leadership at the core, being able to give something to someone, not expecting anything in return. And your warm spirit, your heart, there was no reason that we wouldn't have you on a day. So it's been a long time coming. And I'm glad that change came today. So ladies and gentlemen, we have Anitra Burton with us today. I'm happy you're here. I thank you for your time, and I'm going to go ahead and pass it to you to just kind of introduce yourself, and we're going to get this conversation started. All right, fantastic. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anitra C. Burton. I am the Director of PR and Operations for the fantastic All Access Coaches Corner and the Executive Producer for All Access Sports Media. I am in the Wichita State right here in Kansas. You know, I am in Oz, so, you know, call me Dorothy. I got the Red Hills upstairs. Um, I am powerful beyond measure. I am single mother. I am college graduate. I am the Jill of all trades. So prepare to hear me roar. <laughs> let me say, let me tell you, why I love that so much, right? Because of course, naturally with me being who I am, uh, an educator, a mentor, a coach, you just did something that takes so much effort in teaching my young babies. I don't care how old they are. I have some that have college, graduated from college already, but they're still my babies. But the words of affirmation, and I love that because that is something that's missing. And you and I talk about that when we have our off script conversations and just to kind of jump right in because you did that, right? You took maybe one of my middle of the segment questions and I'm gonna move it to the front. Can we talk a little bit about what this pandemic has placed us in? I tell people all the time, when there's an issue with weather, it's regional, right? Some things that this life goes through, it depends on our socioeconomic status our race, but the pandemic is one thing that put us all right in the same place at the same time. You're not escaping it in any part of the world. And that has caused people some challenges. But what you did right there is you gave affirmation. You didn't wait for anybody else to toot your horn and celebrate you. You celebrated yourself. So can we talk a little bit in introduction just about how to help create an area of leaders and servant leaders who cannot to wait on somebody to toot their horn, but also no, reaffirm yourself, right? Pat yourself on the back and support yourself and not wait for somebody else, but also not feeling like they're boasting. Yes, absolutely. To get to a place like that, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, you know, to be, to be quite honest. Um, nobody is born with the, you know, I can do all things attitude. That's something that you have to learn and develop over time. Um, I was not always you know, this confident of a person. When I was, you know, younger and growing up, I was the tallest kid, like almost always, you know, one of the tallest girls. I can remember two other girls, you know, when we were like in elementary school and middle school that were towering over everybody and, you know, just, you know, big lips and short hair and 
things that could make you insecure about yourself, um, wasn't the best athlete. And that is difficult coming from, you know, two very, very athletic, you know, championship families. I didn't hit my athletic peak until I was like 30 when I started playing roller derby. Um, but I mean, you really have to, you know, find faith. And then when you get to know that God loves you, uh, beyond measure and that he wants you to win and you walk in that boldly and confidently when you finally get to the place where you understand that he didn't lose he's not gonna lose and he's got my back come on now I, God I, is undefeated I like it not, you're not gonna stop me you're not gonna block me I may not be able to go directly through the door but I will make a window I'll make another door I'm going to get where I'm supposed to be. And you have to, you know, exude that confidence in yourself, the confidence in the people that are connected to you and just, you know, spread that like this dog on virus, you know, spread that, <laughs> spread that Come on. inspiration and creativity and just, you know, go for what you know. If you're not there yet, connect with somebody that is there, watch their moves, watch their language, watch how they work. And then emulate it until you get to your own and then boom. First of all, okay, now you don't you can't come out throwing punches like that. Like I've never been a boxer, but I know you don't come out throwing your best punches in the beginning. I do know that. And here you go already. Question real quick, how tall are you? Five eleven barefoot. Let me tell you, and when you said that, I was like, see, I need a little bit of that height, okay? I'm I'm barely stretching a five, six, right? And so when I was playing basketball, I need a little bit of that height, but I love it. But one of the things that you said, just in all seriousness that I love is at the end of the day, God wants you to win and he never lose. He never lost. That God is undefeated. And I feel, I was listening to a podcast the other day and when you know me, you'll learn. And uh, Brian and Coach Huff, who's always on the call, we will spit fire ones at each other. And it was just talking about, you know, not, when you know your identity in Christ, it's a game changer. Oh, yes. That, that is where we sometimes miss the mark because that's right, Brian, if God is undefeated, right? I used to back in the day and not much now, I used to write a little music and what came to my, um, my mind just then was a hook and it says we're undefeated. We fall back down, but we get back up. When we're empty, he fills us up. If God is undefeated and we're an extension of him, there's no way we can lose. So we can't keep walking down with walking around with a losing attitude when the person, the guy that we serve and we're made in his DNA and he feed it. Come on now. I had to throw my biology in there on you, Anitra. Well, come on, come on, bring it in there. <laughs> I think that's so amazing. And it is hard. It is hard when we're going through, but I think you said it best. It doesn't start just out of thin air. Mm -hmm. But we have to watch, you know, uh, there was a servant leader on Jason Wells. He talks about modeling. We have to be around those people that can pour into us and we can see them model it and we begin to emulate it. And as people would say, the old fashioned statement, fake it till you make it. Right. And we get there. But I think the biggest thing you said then was simply God is undefeated. If we're attached to him, we can't lose. We absolutely cannot lose. You know, like I said earlier, if you don't know it for yourself, if you haven't seen it, attach yourself to somebody that, that knows it and that walks in it. Um, for example, when I was um, growing up, I wasn't raised in the church. Okay. Um, but my uncle, Gary Douglas, has been in the church my whole life before I was born, I'm sure. And I was always curious because every, every Sunday, every Wednesday, every choir practice, church picnic, community this, community that, cutting grass, anything that the church needed or offered, he was there. You know, fly clothes, smelling <laughs> super good, looking super fly. And that, as, as a kid, made me curious, like, what, what is this? Mm -hmm. You know, he always talked about how amazing God was and is, and he stayed faithful to that. So, you know, with him being, you know, the, the uncle that I grew up with, my favorite uncle, anytime I wanted to go to church, he's like, let's go. You know, this is this, this is that, this is what the word says about this and this and that. Always, always. So that made me curious. And then my best friend who was raised in church, still in church to this day, we're, you know, getting up in age, but still always there, just like my uncle. When we were kids, 
um, you know, 15, 16 years old. He would talk about it at the drop of a hat with no shame as a child. So it was, it was around me, boy, tough. Again, another person that just made it look cool to love Christ sparked curiosity. And then it just kind of went from there. I think that's amazing. And I think one of the best things that you said, shout out to Uncle Gary, is it? Am I right? Uncle Gary, shout out to Uncle Gary. Um, I'm your new family member. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> but I think one of the biggest things that you just explained by your Uncle Gary is what we all should be aiming for. You know, so often individuals who aren't exposed to who Christ is, right? And they didn't grow up in that. It is not our job to try to force it on anybody. It is not our job to try to Bible beat, but you said it best. You watched him, his love for Christ. You watched him, his walk, and was like, oh my goodness, what is that? I'm reminded of a servant leader. We just put his up yesterday, uh, Coach Chris Kreider at Georgia State, and he said it best. He was just like, it's not our job to sit here and Bible beat and try to tell people over and over again, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to believe. It's our job to just walk and identify and do what God has asked us to do. And when we do, people are going to recognize there's something different because the word tells us we're peculiar people. Yes. And at the moment when they want to know what is so different about you, then it's time to tell them. And that stuck with me. And that is exactly what you just explained. Now, of course, knowing that Uncle Gary and amidst some other people kind of set that foundation for you, kind of, you know, went ahead and sparked that fire about knowing who God is for you. What is God to you? And I ask this all the time. God is blank. What God is everything. He is absolutely everything. He is, you know, my best friend. When I have those dark days, you know, he's, you know, my father when I need some guidance. You know, he's, you know, bigger than the homie, but I'll call him the homie if I'm, you know. He's the homie. See something, it's like, yo, God, like, you are the bomb. I just. You know, he's, he is absolutely everything, you know, more than a provider, more than a healer, you know, more than the servant leader. He's just, he's phenomenal. You know, he's the, the end all be all the absolute bar that nobody will ever reach, but we should all aspire to you. He, he is the goat. Okay. Let me, he's the goat. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I love all of those. And I, and I do that from time to time. You probably will see it more so on social media. I'll just say God is blank. Mm -hmm. Because I think so often in times like these, with the pandemic, with everything going on, with hard times and when they come, it's so easy to focus on the negative. Yeah. It's so easy to focus on our trials. And then my pastor always says it, it, you know, if you think back, you'll thank him. And so when you say statements like that, God is, and let it rip, and just sit there for a minute. The next time you're going through something, the next time things are hard, and I'm not saying they're not, they're going to always be hard. But the next time you find yourself in one of those moments, just go, God is. You have to write, just sit back, and in your mind, rip off. And I promise you, that problem may not be fixed, but you're going to better understand and sit in it. In oh, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. To have that, um, it's important to make time for that quiet time. Yeah. With no distractions, you know, no music, no social media, no nothing to just hear God's voice, you know, to, to feel his spirit and what he is trying to get across to you and share to you. Boy, it's, it's a powerful thing. It is yeah. absolutely. absolutely. No, I totally agree. And so when we take a look at servant leadership, Right. And you mentioned something earlier, which was actually something I did not know, which I'm intrigued. And so I'm about to ask about you mentioned roller derby. Tell us a little bit about that, because you kind of slid that in there like I wasn't going to hear that. So tell us a little bit about I don't I do not believe in my life. And I, and I do believe you just made history. We have not had anybody that has done roller derby on the servant leader. So could you talk to us a little bit about how you got into that? Um, and and what, where, where you found your passion for that? I, I absolutely can talk about that. Um, well, let me reintroduce myself. My name is Cappuccino Blast, number 316. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in the ICT All-Stars. I played roller derby for about eight years. 
started in Topeka, Kansas, was one of the founding members of the Top City Roller Girls. That was our original name. Um, then we changed to the Capital City Crushers. I was the first African-American roller girl in Topeka anyway, I won't say the state of Kansas because um, we have another roller girl here in ICT, uh, Miss Bonnie Superbad. So I don't know exactly when she started, but I will say I was one of the first in Kansas, the first in Topeka, Kansas. Um, I got started because there was an ad for an announcer for roller derby. Topeka was starting a team, they needed an announcer. And I'm like, oh, this could be really fun. I could wear costumes and, you know, I'm a, I'm a theater girl, so I can get really theatrical with it. And I'm seeing like, you know, poofy skirts and big hats and, you know, just doing the whole thing. And I got there and um, my older brother showed up because he was interested in coaching. We didn't know that we were both going. And um, someone asked me, have you, you know, can you skate? Have you thought about playing roller derby before? And I was like, no, you want me to skate and hit people on wheels? Like, for real? Hmm, let me think about it. I had played professional football before and coming from two very athletic families, very um, like male, male heavy families. Right. I was not afraid of physical contact at all. Never bothered me. Um, so I'm like, well, I'll go to a practice, check it out. Um, I could skate very well, love to skate, you know, shout out to uncle Gary again. He taught me how to roller skate when I was a kid. Um, I went to one practice, tried it out, checked it out. And I just fell in love with it that night, that very first practice. And I finally seen that that was something that I could be good at. And lo and behold, I, I was very good at it. I can confidently say that. Um, I injured many a person on accident. Um, sorry. I was a blocker. That was my position. So it was my job to make holes for the jammers to get through and score points. Um, met some amazing, amazing people along the way. Women from all walks of life, you know, big, short, tall, fat, um, you know, mothers, nurses, just, you know, uh, former military, rugby players, you know, veterinarians, like everybody from all walks of life. And we were all accepted and loved and appreciated for who we were. There was no judgment at all. It was just, you want to skate? We're going to teach you how to skate. If you don't know how, we're going to teach you how to fall, teach you all the ins and outs of the games. And you are one of us now. And that is a, um, it's really, it's a sisterhood. It's a family. I can still go anywhere in the United States and say, hey, I played roller derby in Kansas. And they're like, oh, what was your name? What was your number? Oh, well, you come over here and hang with us. This is where you eat at. This is where you do this. If you need some place to stay. And it really is um, a beautiful sisterhood. That was an amazing time in my life. Amazing time in my life. So yeah, roller derby was definitely a passion for me. We, um, we would always pray. It was a tradition that we started in Topeka with the Crushers. Before every game in our locker room, um, we would talk about whatever we needed to talk about. And we would, as a team, pray before we went out on the floor. You know, it was whoever wants to pray. Nobody has to, but this is what we do as a team. And the majority of the time, we all prayed together. Coaches, um, you know, the amazing lady that owned the brink, Miss Tina, we, we all right there, even when we had away games and went to other places, it was a priority. We got to do this. This is our good luck charm. We're going to pray. And that's what we did. And it just, you know, while I was there, it stuck. And that was, that was a long time. So that was, that was us with, with no shame. Even when we had to pray in front of the whole arena, this is what we do. So, yeah. Prayer is my good luck charm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, here's the thing, and I tell people this all the time. I had to let that breathe for a minute, okay? Because sometimes we overtalk things and we miss them. Prayer is my good luck charm. You know, my mom always saying, I believe in luck, right? See, that's a put a different way. I'm gonna slide that one to her when I talk to her tonight because I'm telling you, I think that's amazing. You know, I tell people say all the time, you want to know my secret, I pray. Yeah. And what prayer does when you learn that thing. See, prayer is not something that just starts overnight, just like faith. Prayer is something that 
you have to learn is a a conversation. See, we get so caught up in, you know, those Baptist deacon prayers and these big word prayers and people who aren't comfortable praying, they shy away from it because they feel that's what prayer is. Great conversation. And prayer is also a moment where you truly have that one-on-one with God. And if it's a conversation, the part that us as servant leaders and as people of faith forget is the conversation means that you're speaking and you're also listening. Yes. And what happens is we pray and we get up. Have we ever just sat there? After we say amen, how long do we truly just sit there? Just sit in it and wait for him to respond. That's just like me talking right now. And you get up and say, I need a refill on my tea. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And so I think you said a word there. And I think that the biggest part is that's what sports does, which is the whole reason why, you know, I'm thankful God presented this platform because sports has a way of unifying us from all different walks of life and faiths and beliefs. Yes. In that moment that you can connect with them, at what point you probably ask yourself, like I did, how, what, roller derby? But <laughs> stemmed from that. A group of individuals who may not have, there's some people there that may not have prayed, may not have known God. And through roller derby, it was presented to them, it was introduced to them. And now I'm pretty sure it was some people that probably would never pray. And by the end of you all season and knowing each other, they were the ones leading. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And talking about this, and I love it because I'm looking at your shirt and you say dope faith versus everything, right? Not all time, right? Dopeness, that's my tagline. Um, But the biggest thing about that was the question I was going to ask you, what drives your faith when life drains our faith? Okay, understand this now. Life has a way of draining our faith. I don't care how much faith you have. You know, my godmother, she always tells me, Chelsea, your biggest attribute is your faith. And it's true. But that faith was built through things that I went through. Mm -hmm. Faith was built when it was drained, right? So what drives your faith even in the midst of everything that goes on this world and even those moments where you're drained? Yes, I would have to say what drives my faith and, and renews and restores my faith is my family. You know, straight up, both sides, the Douglas family, the Burton family. I'm, I'm surrounded by people of faith. Um, my church family here in Wichita, Bible Way Community of Faith, my pastor, his wife, just I'm surrounded by people of faith. You know, some people, of course, I'm closer to than others. But when I feel like I am depleted, I'm just down and out, I'm having a moment. I know that there are people that I can turn to that will understand, you know, that will not you know, give me fluff and baby food, you know, they're going to be compassionate and loving, but they're also going to bring me that real deal word, you know, things that they've learned, things that they've experienced, things that other people have poured into them and they pour it back into me. Um, Before I moved to Wichita, I was living in Topeka and, you know, my best friend was still, he was here in Wichita attending the same church that we attend now. So I would get messages from the pastor, you know, going through other people coming to me. You know, God will get nuggets to you, get jewels to you. However, he knows that you'll best receive it and listen. He will go through whatever channel will hit you the the hardest, the deepest. Um, For me, in the beginning, it was music. That's what spoke to me, you know, the, especially now we have, you know, R&B type urban gospel that you can beat in your vehicle. Um, But the music was always what really pulled me in and made the connection for me. Even now, if I'm low and just not feeling it, I will go, you know, get a gospel playlist and let that speak to me because it's, you know, it it is real. You know, everybody has to do what works for them. your particular version of reconnecting with faith, renewing your spirit, it's all a part of self-care. You know, it's not just bubble baths, (laughs) which are nice, you know, not just, you know, walks on the beach or, you know, whatever you do to take care of yourself. Renewing that faith, you know, comes from, you know, family and whatever works best for you. I think that's amazing, exactly what you said. And you know, you mentioned this playlist. 
right? Because I'm the same way, okay? When I get up, and I do, I have to actually take that alarm and bump it up 30 minutes. It's a struggle most days. But it does, it renews you and prepares you for some, you know, craziness that you're going to see in your day, right? And you mentioned these playlists, because I have some too, right? Give me an artist or give me a song. If I sit right here and hit just one, you have to go through all of it. But if I got on your playlist and just hit play, what's something that'll pop up that we'll hear? Oh boy, I love and have always loved Mary Mary. You know, this. I I hate that it's a throwback, but Mary Mary, of course, got to do the walking, you know. (laughs) Yes. Always, always got the smile on, you know, always got the, the moving and grooving, you know, Ty Tribbett, you know, with yes. the soul and the big band, like, whoo, you know, I think you get up and, and move around. Um, I love Canton Jones, always been a big yes. fan. Boy, he is um, the only, like, big, huge concert gospel artist um, that I stayed and watched in the rain. It was pouring down raining at uh, Worlds of Fun in Kansas City, Missouri. And Canton came out there, you know, said a few things, started singing. It started to rain. He went backstage, took off his jewelry, you know, gave up his cell phone and came right back out there, out to the end of the stage in the rain with the rest of us. Did his whole set. I love, I just, I love music. I love that energy. But yeah, we could, um, we can go on about some music. My favorite gospel artist, Absolutely. Let's see, Let's see what she's gonna say, y'all. This gonna make or break how I feel about it, y'all. Hey, I, I will say it. <laughs> he is a up-and-coming artist, you know, okay. right here in Wichita, born and raised in Texas. Okay. His name is Brad Beaver. So okay, you're gonna have to put me up on Brad. Hey man, I, I he, I'm telling you, everybody, you you heard it here. You heard it here first on the servant leader. Look him up. <laughs> and he's gonna be mad at me for this <laughs> because he's shy but oh um, brad we got hey we're checking you out brad yes out. brad beaver he is the uh praise and worship leader and a deacon at our church bible way community of faith but okay. we've been best friends since high school he is anointed he is solid in the word and that brother has a voice and and a gift that can move mountains he is my favorite gospel artist period i he love it Brad, I'm telling you, there's going to be about an hour in between when we finish this conversation in my practice, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to check you out. So shout out to that. You know, you mentioned also Canton Jones. I'm going to tell you a funny story about that before we proceed. Uh, I was in the 11th grade, I think, and the gospel choir here at my high school at the time, uh, that's actually where I teach, Gabby High School. Shout out to Gabby High School in Tallahassee. Um, we actually went to uh, a youth weekend at the Bobby Jones gospel show, okay, down in Miami. And one of the festivities they had, um, it was this youth thing and Canton Jones was there. And so he was like, you know, let me do this real quick. We're going to do a small little talent show. I'm giving away my CD, right? So that was back in 2003, okay? Um, And back then, see, people know me. I'm not shy. I don't mind talking. I don't mind sports. But when you delve into that music side of me, I'm like, outside of the pool, well, not the pulpit, but the choir stand. So everybody's like, go, Chelsea, go. So I went, and there was maybe like six people. It wasn't a lot. And it came to me and this other young lady. He was just like, he turned to me. But I don't even know if you remember this. Canton, if you're hearing this, thank you for this. He turned to me. He said, you holding back. Bring it. And so I sang a verse. I don't even remember what I sung, y'all so nervous and won and I won his CD and that was my first bringing into no Jason that was my first bringing into Canton Jones Jason's like a little bit no um and since then yes I agree with you I think he's amazing but even tabling it back to the music the self-care being able to do that and what you were talking about I was reminded of a scripture uh, I was trying to find it because I just feel like I can never I, I don't like to misquote scripture but mm-hmm. 12 and 2 and it's exactly what you said it says do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind yes Mm. and this world has a way of putting everything in front of us that pulls our mind and our spirit off of him all right and so 
have to fix our minds on him, but we also have to renew our minds with him. And when we do that, we can get back to balance. Mm-hmm. And so I'm definitely going to look you up, Brad Beaver. Shout out to Canton Jones and Anitra your gospel playlist, you know, later. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of, of course, you know, I'm going to ask another question and I'm going to open it up and then circle back. But, you know, just in talking about self-care, right, and the church, okay? And you and I, we've talked about this a couple of times before. Yes. That's a dicey area sometimes, right? Because depending on how you grew up, depending on what people say now, prayer fixes everything. They pray about it, right? What you mean? You're not stressed, pray about it, right? So what is a way that us servant leaders, because we spend our day pouring, 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 and at the end of the day, we are empty. What advice would you give to us servant leaders, as coaches, as athletes, as athletic professionals, just leaders in general, men and women of cloth, on understanding and being okay with trusting God, believing in God, believing in prayer, but also recognizing that you got to take a step back sometimes and reevaluate some things. Yes, you, you absolutely have to. One, you have to remember that we are not perfect. We are always going to fall short. That's human nature. That's how we were created. Being a person of faith, whether you were, you know, man, woman, child, head coach, assistant coach, player, single mom, single dad, like me, um, you know, you have to be willing to step out on your faith know that God will still be there for you regardless of if you seek help or not. See, mental health is something that is very, very important and close to me. It falls not only under self-care, but just care in general. Too many times as people, but like you said, especially as, as Christians, we are taught to pray and that will take care of everything because yes, God is faithful. He is a healer. He can do all. He can do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or think, but he doesn't tell you to sit in a corner in a ball and cry. You are capable of reaching out for help when you need it. And it's important to do that with no shame. Don't feel bad about it because you, you know, need to go speak to a professional. You need to go speak to a friend, whatever you need to do to get your mental health, to get your balance in check. You don't have to broadcast it to the world, but don't feel bad about it. God will still love you regardless of if you go get therapy, if you need you know, to take medication to help with anxiety or depression, whatever it is. Man may look at you differently, but so what? Man is not going to make or break you. God wants you to win in that area too. So if you need help, ask for it. If you don't know where to get the help, you can even Google, you know, there's phone numbers, there's places where you can even text someone if you don't wanna have an actual conversation. Reach out to a best friend, a sibling, um, a cousin. I'm very thankful that, like I said before, I've got an amazing support system. You know, my family on both sides, um, my circle, my inner circle. I'm surrounded by people of faith that do get those phone calls or are close enough to me to know if I'm just... um, sugarcoating something like, oh, how's your day today? Oh, I'm fine. I'm great. But they're like, "Mm, something's a little bit off there. What's really going on? Don't worry about being judged. If you need it, seek the help. Pray about it, but still seek the help. God helps those who help themselves. You can't win the game if you're not in it. If you don't show up, you can't win. So, you know, show, show up. You have to show up for God to be able to do his thing. So yes, make the phone calls, send the text messages. Yes, exactly, Vince. Jesus and therapy. That's it. If you need it, seek it. Don't worry about what people say about you. Just do it. The Christian mental health combo value meal. Whew. 
I am going to pray. I am going to lean on God for his help and his understanding. But when I get in those times, those moments when I need more, when I need to, you know, to, to vent or to cry or to, to lean on that, that shoulder, that's going to give me that, you know, that truth, that understanding. Sometimes it's hard truth. Sometimes it's not always easy. Um, you know, like for example, my wonderful, amazing cousin, Brian, um, I talk to him every single day. So he knows it's my best friend, Brad, my cousin, Brian, my best friend, Nikhil. Those are the three people that get the phone calls. If, if something's wrong, if something's going on. Also, if something is good, something's great. This is amazing. Those are the people that get the calls. Those are the people that can also tell when something is off. So, um, you know, Brian and I working together, being a part of, you know, this juggernaut that is <laughs> the All Access Network, he knows when something is off with me and he will say, okay, we're going to stop for the day. I'm not your teammate anymore. I'm not your boss. I'm your cousin. Let's have a conversation. What do you need? And that has saved me so many times. So shout out, shout out to, to the, the family. Shout out to, to God for blessing me. Girl, we can, we can go on. We can go on for sure. Hey, look, but let me know if I need to give you a praise break. I can do it. No, but I'm with you all day long on that because I just feel that that is something that is necessary, something that needs to be heard. Um, over and over, you know, I talk about Rashawn Ali and I'm telling you, it's almost like you all talked because that's, that's the same conversation we had. And I think you and Vince said it best, Jesus and therapy. It's okay, right? If something's wrong with your head, I promise you, you'll go to a neurologist if mm -hmm. it's bad for a long time. Yeah. Something's wrong with your heart. You're going to go see a cardiologist. So who do we think we need to go to when inside of my head, when my emotional and mental state is off balance, my mental controls my physical. Yes. And this, if my mental is not in balance, I can't even begin to look up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And to turn to um, alcohol, to turn to, you know, illegal drugs and all of these negative things to try to get us a, a sense of balance. That's not where that balance, where the, beneficial positive balance is going to come from that is a temporary solution to a problem that can escalate and send you right on down because that is what the devil ultimately wants for you to just keep going down 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 to the point where you can't get back up so yes jesus in therapy amen to that uh i have a few more questions for you but i'm gonna open it up uh because my brother uh g uh, Coach G, he's not on today, but he knows I can get carried away. I act like no one else is here, just me and that person that I'm talking to. Go ahead and open up, guys. Please know we're family here. It's not a raise your hand moment. You want to meet yourself? You have a question or a comment or anything for Anitra? Let it rip. We waiting on the vocal still. What's up with the singing? Jason, nope. <laughs> it's not what they want to hear. Let me tell you, the last time this Come happened. On, sing it. Come on, sing it. Sing it. Come on. Let me tell you, the last time this happened, Coach Paul, you supposed to have my side, brother. The last time this happened, uh, shout out to Cheryl Swoops. That was the only way y'all got me to sing. Y'all got my idol Cheryl Swoops on this thing. And she said, somebody said, Chelsea can sing? Let me hear you. How, no, there's no way I could be like, no. But no, not today. <laughs> That's crazy. Man, well, okay, Chelsea, I will make you a deal for today. You don't have to sing today. You don't have to bring us any vocals today. But I want you to be open to the idea of singing when you are my guest on the All Access Coaches Corner podcast. See how y'all do? <laughs> how you get ganged up on hey. our platform? <laughs> she, hey, she on right now. She's on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Got her on the show, baby. Got her on. See, this right here, Uncle Gary, I'm telling y'all, I'm proud to be in y'all family, but these jokers right here, they are way too much for me. <laughs> Jason, go ahead now. But Anitra, I would definitely think about it. How about that? 
Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Love you too, Brian. <laughs> oh boy. Can we see some highlights from this roller derby though? Um, I I do not have any available at this current time, but I will dig something up. Um, you guys are welcome to. Google me. Um, I also have videos that are still floating around YouTube. Um, me and some of the girls got together and um, looked them up like maybe two weeks ago. So there are still um, Capital City Crusher, all with a C, uh, Capital City Crusher videos on YouTube, little clips of us playing. So yes, it's out there. Um, be, be advised though, roller derby means um, tights and, and, and short shorts. So, you know, just be, be forewarned, saints. <laughs> For everything, there is a season. You're good. <laughs> I just, just want to make a note that she did say Google me. I just want to make sure everybody heard that. Google me. You know, I peeped it too. I just, I wasn't going to put her on blast, but I heard the Google me plug. You know, I, I can only say that about so many things. You know, I'm not like, um, Jason Burton or Brian Burton or or Miss Chelsea here, but you know, I got I got a little little something. <laughs> nah, man. Hey, I'm giving you all your chance, uh, with the exception of the uh folks trying to get me to sing and the folks <laughs> at living. <laughs> Cause I uh I will go back into there. Do we have anyone who has any questions or comments for Nietzsche before I do my final two? I love your energy. It, your your faith kind of it just it just oozes out because you're so, you have so much energy just just when you're talking I I you know you are a joy I can tell you you just you live life your faith you just live it um, and that's that's it's beautiful. Thank you so so very much, Brother Paul. I appreciate that. Um, we really have to be you know the the change and and the light and the spark that we want to see in the world. The world is so full of, you know, negativity and, and darkness and I'm not even going to get into the, the political side, just, you know, it, it's so full of all of that, but it's also full of really good things. It's full of beautiful things, you know, faith and, and creativity. So I believe in trying to inspire people to, to smile, to grow, to pursue their best selves, um, their greater selves, and to, you know, just take a chance. You know, if there's a dream that someone has that I can help them in any way to say, okay, she, she did this. She was, you know, a single mom and, and went back to school and got a master's and, and worked full time and, and, and started a, a, a business. You know, if she can do all these things, you know, there's no reason why I can't do them too. So, you know, I try to encourage people as much as possible. And, you know, even if it's just a simple thing, like a smile at the grocery store, you know, it can change somebody's whole day. So it's kind of how I do. Anitra, Vince Ford, um, I just want to leave a comment, just uh, say thank you for um, all your encouragement. Um, it's been really great. Um, I was raised by a single mother. I went back to get her master's when I was in high school. Um, who also decided at the age of 39, she was going to enter the armed services. Uh, so my mom is a, is a captain in the army. She's a public health nurse uh, and a basketball referee um, at the collegiate level. And, um, you know, I, I always, um, it always baffles me how resilient she is. Uh, so a question that I have for you is, you know, what, what are some factors that attributed to uh, just your high sense of resilience and your stick to it just as a person? One of the things that really contributed to uh, my resiliency as, as a person, as a woman, um, was it, my mother, to be quite honest. She was a single mother as well. Um, you know, my, my parents got divorced when I was young. Um, my, you know, grandparents and, and aunts and uncles, everybody was all very active, but I never seen my mother quit. I never seen my mother make excuses about why something couldn't get done. She, you know, worked two jobs if she needed to. She would, you know, always have a hustle. She'd go clean office buildings at night, you know, cut grass places. She never quit and she never took no for an answer ever. So, you know, that was what I was raised around. You know, that was the, 
the caliber of woman that I saw in my early years. So as an adult, I teach, you know, my, my children the same thing. I have two boys and a girl. Um, they are 21, 14, 16. Um, I teach them to not make excuses for why you can't get something done. Have to remind myself about that sometimes too. Um, you know, if you can't find a way, make a way, okay? You're not gonna stop me. And you're not gonna stop the people that are connected to me because you can't stop God and I'm connected to that. So I just, I just don't take no. And I encourage people to do the same. Sometimes you have to be creative in your approach. You know, shout out to your mom. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about right there. That's an example. She has a testimony. I'm sure somebody told her, well, you can't do this. You're, you're too old. You're a woman. You know, this, that, whatever the reason is, as, as women, you know, especially Black women, but women in general, we are underappreciated, we're underestimated, you know, we're over-criticized, but we can do it all, period. Absolutely, period. We forget ourselves sometimes as women because we put our, you know, our children, our spouses, our work, we put everything over ourselves, our dreams and desires, but it is truly important and it's time for us to make sure that we don't forget about ourselves and remember the fact that you know there would be no existence there would be nothing in this world without women god created us for a reason we're leaders too we're motivators we're inspirers you know god created all of us men and women to to win to be the head and not the tail you know putting us in positions to be the lender and not the borrower. But you have to believe that, just like I said before, you know, girl, get up, put on your hoop earrings, put on your red lipstick and your heels and show up. God will do the rest. So, yeah. I would drop my mic, but I don't want to buy another one. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking today, boo. I'm just letting you know right now. Do we have anybody else? So I'll just make a comment. Obviously, I'm biased, so I won't be long, but super proud of my cousin. Uh, would not be where I am through this pandemic. Would not definitely all access anything. Wouldn't be where it is without her and her brilliance and creativity and just her love. I think somebody commented on it earlier, her energy and just that vibe. You know, you can't you can't put a word on how much that means to not only me but to people you know she's made all access this place even for Chelsea when she was communicating about me coming on way back when she's just made a place that feels like home people feel welcome um, I'm just so proud of she's inspired me for a long time since I I got to know her older in life uh, we had an unfortunate funeral we went to for family and sometimes it's where you meet family but since I've gotten to know her she's always had that light and when I was recruiting, I used to go through Kansas and go through, uh, she's lived in a couple of different places in Kansas, but used to stop through and stay there. So I don't have to stay at a hotel and hang out with the fam and take them laser tag and, and do the whole nine. But I was always so amazed and so inspired by how, um, how much strength she had in leading her family and how awesome her kids are and her doing it all on her own. So I've always been inspired. I want to say that real quick, give her some flowers. Nisha, love you. Thanks for all you do. I love you too, Ryan. I I would not want to be anyplace else other than where we are. So I'm surrounded by greatness all the time, every single day. Um, it just, I can't even explain it sometimes. Like, you know, like he said, uh, Uncle Kirby, you know, Jason, all my aunties. I mean, just my dad, of course, who blessed me with these jeans, you know, the whole shout out to the whole Grady Bunch. Um, you know, I'm, I'm truly blessed in the midst of all of this, you know, God is just, you know, like I said before, he's the bomb. Absolutely. He mixed all this stuff up, you know, generations ago, because he knew where we were going to need to be today. And this is where we are. So, so I'll follow up and ask a question. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Um, 
so Anitra, uh, everything that you said, I, I, I'm just, uh, uh, I adore you and respect you greatly. Roller derby and just a competitive, hard-headed spirit. Uh, but it, with that said, she also is one who um, is, is just kind of has this aura of love and uh, attraction to her that just um, is contagious. Uh, and th- my question is, um, with how you've grown up, and it was got, it was a bumpy road for you. I know that. And mm-hmm. even as as you've talked about being a single mom, going back to school, continuing to work to get your master's, that that whole journey that you've been on, um, you know, uh, how have what has kept you just going, uh, kept you moving, uh, that 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 whole thing? Can you talk to that for a minute? Um, I absolutely can. My children, you know, it, it all stems back to to that family dynamic. Um, my children see me every day. They see me when I'm down. They see me when I'm up. But what they will not see me do is quit, period. Because if that's the example that I give to them, that's what they're going to carry out into the world. That's what they're going to pass on to their children and everyone that they interact with. And I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm absolutely not doing that. I don't pretend to be perfect around them. Of course, they do see me every day. So they know that mom does not have it all together. Mom will not have it all together. It won't happen. But they know, truthfully, that when it's time for a job to be done, mom will always figure out a way to get it done. That's what I, you know, what I seen growing up, whether it was, you know, somebody's car being dead and my grandpa pulling out his tools and you know don't worry about it fat so we're we're gonna get this done we're gonna get this fixed um you know it, it's going to get done if it needs to get done mom's gonna figure out a way to do it if mom can't then mom will make the phone calls send the text messages you know hey uncle curvy um i'm trying to do this this and that i don't know how to do it that's one of your specialties Give me, you know, give me that feedback. Give me those ideas. I'm surrounded by creativity. So I am, you know, breeding and creating more creative individuals to put the same energy out into the world. So my children, absolutely. And I see it come back to them because when their friends have issues or need some encouragement or a voice of reason or a cheerleader, they are the ones that their friends come to when, when they need that. So it is, it's working and I'm very thankful for that. I want to get in right here, Anitra, AKA Cappuccino Blast, all that. Um, I want to ask you, you know, as far as your walk with God and your relationship with God, what have you learned about yourself through that? Because the more we focus on him and magnify him, we kind of get a glimpse or a mirror of who we are. What have you learned about yourself? I have learned about myself. We'll talk about just the time that I've been here in in Wichita, Kansas. Um, I'm very thankful to have a pastor that has an amazing discerning spirit. Um, It's important as leaders in whatever capacity that you have that discerning spirit, that you are connected to God so that when someone is presented to you with gifts, even if they're not um, developed gifts or gifts that the person doesn't even know that they have, you can say, hey, um, what, what do you think about trying this over here? Um, you have you know, a, a good voice and, and you're good at, at organizing things. What do you think about uh, public speaking, for example? I'm going to help you if you need classes, if you need tutoring or whatever. Let's develop that in you. So public speaking as in whatever your individual gift is, having someone in your life that can discern what your gifts are and help you to develop them and realize that this is a gift. This is not a fluke or you know a one-off. This is actually something that God gave to you as a skill that you are better at than the average person. So being here, I've learned that I have many gifts that I kind of thought were interesting or that I might be good at, but I was afraid to step out of the shadows and actually utilize those gifts. Well, since I've been here, um, 
seeing people develop around me and having people say, okay, it's your turn. You're going to go do this now. We've got your back. We're here for you. We support you. You are not going to fall and you're not going to fail. Go use your gifts. I have developed multiple gifts and multiple talents um, that I know were given to me from God. And once you understand what those things are, it's really stepping out and utilizing them and not being afraid of failure. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I try to make it a point to stay behind the camera as much as possible um, because I'm not, you know, the star or the host of the show. But um, I'm aware that there are things that I can do when they need to be done. And thankfully, um, my team knows that too. So yeah, very, very thankful for that. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm still waiting to hear that music, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming soon. It's coming soon. 2021. Heck yeah. I, I will be front row. See, that's another gift right there. No worry. You'll get you'll get the link first. God is God is in the blessing business, and it's not just for one person in one lane. It's for everyone. There yeah. is absolutely nothing wrong with supporting and uplifting other people. You know, Brian is he is amazing at that. Any opportunity that he gets to support someone else, you know, whether it be someone else's show, um, a t-shirt, you know, that someone else has put out. He is very good about that. And that is something that I've learned, you know, from him as well. Support, support, support. We are all in this together. Even though we may be in different lanes, still, you know, support. I will, um, you know, drive up to Oklahoma to support Texas A&M Commerce Women's Basketball every single time I get a chance because one, that's the closest that they get to Wichita, but I'm supporting something that, you know, I'm a fan, I'm connected to it through Jason, but I'm there to scream loud, you know, for all those girls, regardless, you know, we, we have to support any opportunity we get because it comes back to you. When you put that love, that vibe and that light out there, it comes back to you. You know, it truly does. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Do we have anybody else? I just had to interject. Like, can I ask a question? Of course. Um, hey, everybody. Um, can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, thank you for having me on. Um, I'm loving the energy of the room um, and loving your energy and nature. Uh, my question is, somebody, somebody may already ask this, but um, what are you leaving in 2020 when you're moving on to this next this next year, 2021? What are you leaving in 2020? Boy, Miss Floyd, Miss Floyd, that is a good question. You got me, got me thinking, got me thinking. Great I, question. Boy, I am leaving in 2020 self doubt and fear as much as possible. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I will never be fearful of anything again, that I will never doubt myself about anything again, but I'm going to try harder from this point on to make sure that I am not fearful of using the gifts that God gave me, you know, the, the things that he's developed in me to better the world, you know, not just my world, but the world as a whole, as much as I can you know, self-hate, you know, self, you know, like just all the negative things that we do to ourselves, the negative self-talk, um, that, that's got to go. That's got to go. We can leave it right here in 2020. Um, you know, 2020 hasn't been all horrible, but it has not been all roses either. Um, you know, a lot of blessings did come out of 2020, but there's definitely some, some negative self-talk and stuff like that that's, that's going to stay back there and not be dug up again. So, yes, absolutely. Not happy. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for the answer. Um, and I encourage everybody to reflect and ask yourselves, what are you leaving in 2020? Absolutely. Absolutely. Great question and great charge. Is, may I say something? Of course. 
Um, I just want to say I am just so proud of what Anitra has been doing and is still doing, especially how she has stepped up to help Brian so much. She has been such a phenomenal resource for him and support for him. And of course, I'm biased. You know, I think that they're both great. And I think Brian is, you know, a super special human being. And I agree with you about him being very selfless. But I believe that that's also a huge characteristic of a nature too, because she has been giving herself unselfishly to my son and really helping him to be as even more phenomenal. So together, they're an awesome team. And I just want to acknowledge that to both of them. And thank you. I think you're doing an awesome job too. I didn't know about you, young lady, until um, I saw Brian speak on here for the first time. And it is so awesome to see you young people going out and making a difference, especially when God is the head of it. So thank you all. Oh, Miss Sherry, thank you. So sweet. See, we just got greatness just everywhere. It just, it's just genetic. <laughs> it's everywhere. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think that's what happens. Like I said, when you had that village mindset and, you know, Christ is at the center and in the forefront, you really can't, as you said, you can't lose because God is undefeated. I am on a mission. Anisha, you are speaker number 98. All right. You're approaching 100. You're speaker number 98, if I'm saying that correctly. And I do believe I'm right. Um, and I'm on a mission of not just creating fluff definitions, right? We hear love all the time and people say love, but love is an action word. Servant leadership is an action, are two action words. They are. And we can Google and we see, and I say this every time. So if you listen to the servant leader, coaches Bible study on any podcast, you're going to hear me in this way because it is true. We'll Google it. We'll see books. We'll see podcasts. We'll see all these things, but honestly, they're action words. And that is how God steers me to people like yourself who come on and speak about, you know, servant leadership and what they do. And they don't just talk the talk, they walk it. So it's a servant leader, Anitra Burton. What is servant leadership to you? Servant leadership to me is truly hearing, seeing, and appreciating the people that are on your team and seeing them as a team and not just people that work for you. Um, Brian is very, very adamant all the time since day one. You You don't work for me. Nobody works for me. We are a team. We are one unit. And having that mindset as a leader you want to see we win you want to see the team win not just a singular person so if you get a a god vision a god gift it's not for you to keep or for you to lord over other people it's to allow the collective to develop to shine to sparkle as i like to say and win in that way so it is being a servant leader to the best of your abilities. And if you don't know how, ask somebody. We'll be happy to tell you. There it is. There it is. I'll let that breathe for a second, like I say. You are so awesome, and I'm going to tell you why. Because in terms of servant leadership, it's not about the talk, it's the walk. And I'm telling you guys, this is probably, I don't even know now at this point, because in some form of text, call, FaceTime, Zoom meeting, we have talked a lot and it's been a blessing to me. And every time you're the same because it's authentic and it's never about you, it's all about the glory of God. So I just thank you and appreciate you for what you do. And just like Miss Sherry said and your family and every single person on here that knows you in their walk of all Access Coaches Corner and every other facet of your life, we thank you for your energy especially in a year like 2020, but in a world that's been here. And one of the things you said the best, you said, spread your energy, right? Spread your confidence and your faith like the virus. The virus is spreading, but spread that energy and that faith like the virus. And that's what you're doing. So I thank you for what you do. I thank you for who you are. But most importantly, I thank you for your time because that is the one thing I say every time. You can't exchange that. I can't rewind back an hour and give it back to you. So I thank you for spending the time here to empower somebody, for being vulnerable and authentic, because I promise you, even if it's one, Jesus left the 99 for the one. And so I thank you for doing that today. So thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to give you an opportunity to give one final you know, thing that you need to say, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. So Chelsea, I want to tell you thank you for your grace 
for your advocacy for all of us. I'm so thankful that we had an opportunity and the space to have this conversation today. And I want to celebrate you and give you your flowers for all that you did. Um, There is so much work to be done and you stepped out on faith and made this platform to give voice to that faith. I can't thank you enough for spreading your light and and sharing your leadership in the way that you do, not just on this platform, at school, at your house, you know, everything that you do, that light is always present. So as our sister in Christ, in life and beyond, I thank you. And I want you to continue to have the audacity to sparkle everywhere you go. So here's your flowers, Miss Chelsea. Oh man, see, see how the folks do, see how you do. Y'all be trying to get me, man. Anisha, I appreciate that more than you know. I really do. And I think you and anybody else on this call, anybody that's listening, because like minds and like servanthood understand we don't do it for that. But I thank you for that big time. That really got me. You ain't gonna get me though. You ain't gonna get me. Maybe in about five minutes when I log off. But I truly do appreciate you. I appreciate everybody for listening and coming on and joining us. Fellowship is the one thing that I cherish most. So thank you. And Anisha, do you mind saying a prayer before we close out today? Um, I absolutely can. Um, before I do the quick prayer, everyone that that may be wondering uh, where to find us, you know, I am on Twitter and Instagram at FireDiva316, which I'm sure you guys always see. We are, as in All Access Coaches Corner, the All Access Network and All Access Sports Media on Instagram. We got a lot of stuff going on, so let me not forget anything. We are on Instagram at All Access underscore Network and All Access underscore SM. We are on Twitter at All Access underscore SM and All Access underscore CC. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube at the All Access Network. You can catch the All Access Coaches Corner podcast on all major podcast platforms. That way you can join us in the All Access Coaches Corner. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to be here together today. Thank you for watching over us and protecting us wherever we are, both near and far. Thank you for allowing your light and your love to spread and shine through your people, God. Thank you for Chelsea. Thank you for all that she is and allowing her to be able to share your light and your love that you have put in her, God. Thank you so much for all the many blessings, the gifts. Thank you for the forgiveness, for the love and the grace, God. You are truly mighty. You are truly powerful. And we acknowledge that in everything that we do, God. So we love you. Thank you. We appreciate you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, my sister. I appreciate you. I know we're going to be talking. I'm going to go ahead and tear up once I hang up. No, I'm kidding. But thank you guys so much for listening. As I always say, if there's anything that we can do for you all, just reach out.